What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Life Livers Academy. I'm Jamie O'Donnell, and the purpose of this podcast is to connect you with the people, ideas, mindsets, and inspiration to empower you to chase your dreams, unlock your potential, and live life to the fullest each day. Get ready for some inspiring conversations and incredible insights from people who are out there living life, having fun, and dominating their chosen path. I appreciate you tuning in. Now let's get this episode underway. It's my absolute pleasure to have my guest on the show today, uh, Keith Abraham. Now, Keith's got 20 years' experience in helping people harness their passion uh, and achieve their goals in life. He's a sought-after keynote speaker uh, who's actually won some of the highest awards in speaking, including the Nevin Award uh, and Keynote Speaker of the Year. Um, He is a best-selling author, have written this fantastic book, which is one of my all-time favourites, one that I always go back to, It Starts With a Passion. He's a fantastic man who teaches people to live with passion and purpose, and I'm really excited to dive in and have a conversation with you. Keith, thanks, mate. Thanks for your time, and I'm really looking forward to having a chat. Yeah, thanks, Jamie. Appreciate the opportunity to be part of your podcast and and share uh, some insights, ideas, um, and a little bit of inspiration to your followers. Thank you so much. Let's just start with the current climate. I mean, it's a it's a crazy yeah. time at the moment. How are you? How have the last few weeks been for you? And I guess what are your biggest learnings out of this whole thing so far? Yeah, a great question. You know, in the, the chaos, confusion and uncertainty, um, my focus um, – see, here's what I believe, Jamie. I reckon we're going to go through three phases, and once you understand what those phases are, everything makes a bit of sense. You know, so we've gone through, we, you know, we've gone through this phase of, you know, what next? What do I need to do next? You know, like, you know, let me just, you know, let me bail the, the water out of the boat uh, if, if I've got a business, you know, if I'm working remotely from home. You know, my clients in the UK, they're in their sixth week of stage four lockdowns mm. and homeschooling and, you know, a lot of them, both partners are working from home, homeschooling, doing all that sort of stuff, you know, and you, you guys... Uh, in NZ know this all too well as well. You know, you've clamped down, you know, really quickly. And so uh, the learning for me is that you you have to first understand what stage you're in. Three stages. Uh, what What's next? Uh, what's new? And what's necessary? And so as we go through the next couple of months, those next couple of stages will be really appropriate. What uh, is next is really important to uh, control the controllables. Uh, can control what you can control. If you can't control it, don't get wound up about it. Um, the other thing that has been really of value, Jamie, for me, has been to pivot and to find the opportunity in, while you're pivoting. Um, so for me, the first few weeks was um, two things. Uh, connect with family and suppliers, people who look after me and my family and make sure they're okay. Um, the second was to connect with clients. So I've made 300 phone calls in the last three weeks to clients to say, how's things going? Are you okay? Anything I can do for you? Uh, I want to be of service and I want to have, uh, um, I want to have an attitude of generosity. And so that's what has consumed me. And, and what I'm into now is just working on making sure my business, my message, uh, is better, uh, bigger, bolder, um, stronger, um, so that I just don't. And, and this is the message everybody listening and watching this is really, really key: is forget the mindset of let's just get through it. You got to have the mindset of not let's get through it, but let's grow through it. Yeah, let's grow through this crisis, either personally, professionally, relationships. You know, let's. Let's grow through it. Let's fix the things that I need to fix while I've got the time and space to be able to do that. So, um, you know, that's, that's been my focus. Um, myself, my wife, two daughters, we're all happy, healthy. Um, you know, everybody's still, you know, gainfully employed in, in my house. Uh, you know, my girls, I've had, um, I've had 60 events postponed to 2021. Uh, but in saying that, I've had a whole stack of inquiry to do uh, virtual events, and hence, you know, I've set up a studio here at home. You know, I've got three cameras, two lights, you know, plasma TV, flip chart over here. So, uh, but you know, the funny thing about it is, uh, because you've got, because I've had this mindset of let's grow through it. Um, on the other side of this, Jamie, my business will be so much 
uh, you know, so much better because I've got another offering. I can I can do virtual yeah. and I can do virtual, you know, really well or getting better, you know, yeah, getting better sure. all the time. And, that, that's fascinating. I, I feel like in all of this, obviously, that, that attitude that you've just touched on there, that let's grow through this, is such a pivotal part. But it's funny how it's taken something like this for people to really stop and have, I guess, the space to assess the way that they're reacting to things in general. So right now, I've noticed that people, are, there's some people that are going out and going, I'm going to thrive and I'm going to grow through this and I'm going to find the positive in it. And there's other people that are in panic mode who are not looking at it from a growth mindset at all. However, it's not really that we've had a pandemic, but the way that we respond to things hasn't really changed, right? Like there hasn't, nothing has actually changed. Like what I'm seeing is that what people should have been doing and some of the key characteristics around emotional intelligence and the way that people respond is now just being brought to the forefront. But it it is how we should be reacting in everyday life because there's always going to be stuff thrown at us. Yeah, yeah, 100%, mate. Oh, you know, there's. Uh, you know, I wrote a blog about this last week where I talk. Oh, I just think there's a gratitude reset happening right now, and and if, if you if you don't find the the you know if you're not grateful for this pandemic and you think, geez, really grateful people are dying? No, no, no. no. But you know, uh, you got to find the the you got to find the gratitude in it because if you don't, you get bitter, not better. And, and if you don't, you miss the learning opportunity. And you and you and you miss that opportunity to grow personally and professionally. So it's it's important that you're that you know you are mastering your mindset at the moment. Uh, otherwise, you you know you 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 go into panic. Um, you know that's why you know people go and buy way too much toilet paper. You know, like it, it's you know like if you if you ask, I guarantee you, if you ask people coming out of the out of the supermarket with you know a trolley full of toilet paper. Uh, you know, uh, let me ask you the question, why do you need that much toilet paper? I, I don't know, but everyone else is doing so I thought I should do it. Yeah. You know, so you've got to be careful of the herd mentality around this as well. You know, you've got to pick a lane. That's right, yeah. How important is it for people, uh, it's obviously important in general, but sp- particularly right now to refocus on purpose and having a purpose beyond this because I feel like a lot of people's identities are wrapped up in their work and potentially they've lost yeah. their jobs. You know, yeah. I've spoken to athletes over the last couple of weeks and, their entire identity is built around being an athlete and now they're going. Yes. And so they're feeling very purposeless. How important is that moving? Well, you know, it's it's really vital that there is a reset of purpose. And, you know, like, you know, people think they should know what their purpose is, you know. And what I say to people, that's a tough question. Um, what You know, you, you'll have read in the, the book that you've got in your hand there, you know, when the why becomes clear, the how becomes easy. Yeah. And so what we often do is I'm looking for my lifetime purpose. And guess what? You might not really define it yet. It, it's, it's not on its pathway to you. Mm-hmm. So you've got to pick what purpose you need. At the moment, you need a purpose for the next 30 days. Yeah. So, so my purpose for the next 30 days is uh, complete the 24 projects on my wall over there. So my, I set myself up and my business up for the next five to 10 years. That's that's my purpose at the moment, just the next 30 days because, you know, to be perfectly honest, Jamie, we can't control what's going to happen over the next over the next 30 days just because of the uncertainty. Okay, you guys are releasing the restrictions. We are starting to release the restrictions here in Australia. And, and so, but what happens if we have a situation like Singapore that, you know, the curve flattened out and then it spikes again? Yeah. And so I, I can't control that. I can't control the 60 events that I had on my calendar have all been postponed to next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can control now, you know, I can control how I create a virtual offering or how much contact I have with my clients now. And so they're the types of things that I can uh, change, adjust and modify uh, as, I, as I go through. And so you got to pick a purpose, but it might not be a purpose for your life. Mm. It might not. It might just come back to what's the purpose for the next, uh, for you know, for the next thirty days. Because then you can think about what's the plan. Mm. And once you get a plan, then you can say, well, you know, I'll just implement that plan, and that will help me make progress. Exactly. And and you know that's really important. Otherwise, you get frustrated because you don't feel like you're making progress. Yeah. Look, one of the key, one of the most amazing things that has just stuck with me. I, my this book was given to me by my brother after my first business failure, 
and it was probably six or seven years ago and I was floundering around afterwards and feeling sorry for myself and he went, I think you need to read this book. And um, I picked it up and read, I've read it, I don't know how many times I've read it to be honest, but it's Thank one you. of those ones that I do go back to and I just pick parts out and always find the right part. But one of the most impactful things that I took away from that book was the thing around purpose. When I, my business failed, I thought that I had to come up with a purpose that was to save the world. And, and this huge, big purpose. And I was so paralyzed by finding purpose that I couldn't take any steps to find any momentum or do anything. And I felt useless, to be quite honest. Yeah. In this book, you say you can find purpose in whatever you do. And I literally remember reading the, the bit about purpose in there and I went, oh. And I was about to go and train some personal training clients because that's a background that I have. And I wasn't wanting to do it. And I, and this, and I went, you know what? I'm going to go on and I'm going to be the best personal trainer that I can possibly be. My purpose in this session is to go and inspire these people and give them as much energy as I possibly could. Yeah. And I just took that and I went into that session and I just showed up with that after reading that, that paragraph in there and everything changed. And my perception of purpose has been around that since and it's so freeing. It's so mm. powerful. Yes. When, when, you have, when you have the right, um, when you have the right intention, then you can focus your attention. Yeah, nice. And, and so often what happens is people don't have an intention. So, you know, you know, what do they say? Uh, any destination will do if you don't have a clear enough vision on where you're going. Yeah. And so, the, you know, once you get really clear on what your intention is, purpose, then you can focus your attention on it. And all of a sudden you just had this uh, corridor of clarity, not the chasm of confusion. You had this corridor of clarity with the, the clients that were in front of you at that PT session. Yeah. And so it, isn't that a marvellous thing to have? Yeah, exactly. And then it just leads into momentum. Like I, I remember vividly going into that session and feeling so so flat prior and then like within the space of a couple of minutes going, oh, wow, and having this energy and this passion come through yeah. where I was like, oh, I know what I'm going to go and show up as in the next hour. And then I did that. And then, of course, on the back of that, felt amazing and felt like I'd had an yes. impact on people and felt purposeful. Yes. <laughs> and then it was just all of a sudden my lens changed to like, oh, I can find purpose in helping. Yeah. You know, if an old lady needs a hand across the road, that's a purposeful act to go out and, and yeah. do. And, and I just yeah. changed my lens to that. It was it was a game changer. I think Jim that, Collins calls that process, Jamie, you know, that's the flywheel effect. Yeah. You know, with sort of you get that momentum here, but you once you get that flywheel spinning, it just goes, you know, and goes and goes and goes and 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 it's 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 self perpetuating. And so then all of a sudden you help the old lady and then all of a sudden that makes you feel good and, and then and then you do something else and, and you go, Wow, I I've got momentum and, and um the hardest part for people is always the start. Mm. It, it's not the middle, it's just the start. Mm. Yeah, well, and momentum's a huge thing, right? I mean, and that's what you're saying with the, um, you know, finding purpose and even just a 30-day plan is just to give yourself action steps to start that momentum, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. How, it's, a, it's a funny time because um, I feel like everyone's in survival mode and that's, uh, you know, completely justified. You've got to, got to be, like you said, there's those stages. How important is it for people to hang on to their passion right now to to be setting big goals and big dreams and big aspirations to to be excited about something in the future right now considering a lot of what we're taking in from the media and a lot of the conversations that we're having are geared around what's wrong um what are some steps like how should people approach that uh, in your point of view yeah first you gotta once in you have to make a decision everybody has to make a decision and you can either survive this you can be successful at the end of it or you can be truly significant. You have, but you've got to make a decision. See, once you make a decision on what it is, then you can start to work out how to get there. Um, you know, Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Spence has a wonderful quote that says, you want to have a vision for the future, not a memory of the past. And so, you know, we have to have a long-term vision. So for me, this is my framing at the moment around goals. Um, Still got my list of 100 goals that I'm working on. And, you know, obviously I talk to people about that. That's in the book. But, it, you know, people can go to my website, Jamie, and in the resources section there's a, uh, a four-page handout which gives you the 25 questions to ask yourself to create the 100 goals. So, you know, so you need that, those life, 100 lifetime goals. Um, secondly, 
is my next frame of reference is I still have my goals for the next 12 months. Now, I've obviously readjusted it, modified, changed them with the circumstances and situations, but I've still got goals for the next 12 months that I want to achieve by the end of December. And then I just roll it back and I go, okay, you know, where do I need to be? What do I need to control the next 30 days? And then I just keep on rolling it back to what's my focus this week what are the things I want to tick off the list this week? And then every day I have three priorities. Mm-hmm. So every day I have three priorities and I want to get through those three priorities. And that gives me, that creates momentum. It helps me feel like I'm moving towards what I want, a little steps uh, moving forward. So everyone still has to have a goal. And, and what we've found is that people, when they've panicked, uh, when they've felt like they've lost total control, they've actually stopped you know, stop taking back that um, that direction and setting the goals for themselves. And you ask me the question, why is it so important? Because when this thing is all done and dusted, a month's time, three months' time, six months' time, you will, if you don't have something to look forward to, you will have spent so much emotional energy in coping, not conquering, but coping, that what will tend to happen then is when we come out, you will not be able to recover. You will not rebound. You will you will get stuck, stale, stagnant. And so this is about making sure that you've got the energy at the end of this thing to be able to move yourself forward when it's all done and dusted. Yeah, that's powerful. That's really powerful. What? How important is? What is your routine like on a daily basis at the moment? And and because I feel like. Uh, People who have managed to maintain a sense of routine through all of this, even despite the chaos, have thrived. And yes. um, and people who uh, potentially have let that routine go, or if you know not got things scheduled in their day, are really kind of floundering. What, what's it like for you at the moment? How do you operate your day? And do you have like a morning routine and, and a thing that you follow for the day, or how do you? Yeah, look, I've got a um, a pretty uh, a pretty strong routine because I, you know, root, you know, firstly. People create rituals and rituals form futures. So if you want to form your future, then you've got to have great rituals and routines. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to have routines that tick the three boxes, mental, emotional, physical. Yep. And so when I think about, you know, for me personally, I'm up pretty early. Uh, I go and have a bit of um, thinking time, journaling time um, before Christine gets up. That's my wife. And then we go for it. We've been going for a bit of a, a walk and a jog. Um, do that for somewhere between six and ten k. So uh, do, do that. To, so then come back. Um, you know, uh, breakfast. I always have breakfast. You know, Christine and I when I'm home, uh, and obviously that's been the case. Uh, we have breakfast together. Um, pretty simple. Um, and then it depends on what the schedule is. Um, I like to try and because I work in a few different time zones. Jamie, a bit like you, you know, yep. so I've got UK clients that, you know, sort of when I'm going to bed, they're getting fired up and, and you know, and then the, the states kick in and stuff like that. So I clean up a few emails before I sort of get into whether it be interviews or webinars or, or working on a project. Um, the other side of things as well is just, you know, if I look at, uh, I just look at the, the core things for me which are really important. So um, exercise, food, water, sleep. You know, making sure I, I sleep pretty well, so um, so just making sure that I go to bed not too late. Uh, so because I get up early, it doesn't matter if I go to bed late; I still get up early. Yeah, right. Um, and then uh, yeah, vitamins, and then once again those three priorities every day. Um, yeah, what's been really great is all you know, all four of us having dinner every night. Uh, we'd always have dinner a couple of times and not uh, a couple of times a, a week anyway, but. Um, you know, when the four of us being home, my two daughters and um, my wife and I are having dinner together and, and having those wonderful conversations about, you know, the world, the universe and uh, and everything in between. Yeah, cool. Hey, you touched on gratitude earlier and I think that's a huge point uh, right now because if obviously if you're coming from a place of gratitude in general, life's just better. It's very hard to be unhappy and be grateful at the same time. Do you yeah. – how do – in times like this and just in general – What's the best way to build a practice around gratitude? Do you have a specific practice around that yourself? Yeah. Um, for me, it's it, it's just um, being part of – it's starting to become part of my DNA mm. um, and it hasn't always been and I'll talk a little bit about that in a tick. But 
for me, um, sometimes it's journaling. Sometimes it's just, you know, and Christine and I go for a, for a walk, you know, we're just talking a little bit about what we're grateful for and the people that have come into our life and, and just being uh, truly aware at the moment, Jamie, which is really important. You know, like, you know, I got a, I've, I got a, you know, I, I, I contacted all those clients I was mentioning before. Not, not, I'm not, and not trying to sell anything to anybody at the moment. You know, it's just, oh, I just don't feel in my, my, per, it's just not right. Other businesses should be selling like hell because you've got a product that can help. Um, you know, like, you know, if it's hand sanitizer or toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but it, but for me, it was just about a be of service. Uh, you know, have a, have an attitude of generosity mm. and, and be of service. And so, you know, contacting all those people, what's come up is, um, is a whole lot of, you know, clients that have come back to us and said, you know, Keith, actually, we don't need a free webinar. We won't pay you for that. Uh, you know, and other clients coming back and going, wow, you know, we've been talking about virtual and, We'd like you to put a proposal together to do that. So, I mean, you know, just being often what we do is we don't just stop for a moment and go, you know, gee, I'm grateful that I made those calls and, and I'm grateful they responded that way. And it's just, it, it truly is an awareness. And I think for me, Jamie, um, you know, last year, uh, you know, how does that uh, how does that quote go? You know, the best of times, the worst of times. Mm. You know, last year I had one of my best ever professional years from an income perspective. You know, you mentioned before, you know, keynote speaker of the year. Then I won another award, which is educator of the year, which is a real big deal. You know, here in Australia, and and you know, just one of my best, you know, ever bit. Uh, but also, on the other hand, one of my worst personal years. You know, yeah. I lost my I lost my brother. And my father, all on the same day, four hours apart, four hundred kilometers apart. <sighs> and and you know, my dad was ninety three. My brother was uh, sixty four. And my brother was out on a farm and and was involved in a in a big seven hundred and fifty kilogram bale of hay falling off a truck onto him. And you know, um, and I, you know, I was in shock, but. That night I wrote in my journal, I just like said, what am I, you know, <laughs> what could I possibly be grateful for from this, you know, crap of a day? Mm. And um, and I just, and I, and I thought for a while, I'd go, wow, you know, I'm grateful my dad lived uh, to be a healthy, you know, active 93-year-old. You know, some people lose their parents in their in their 50s. Mm. You know, geez, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that my dad loved me. I'm grateful that I loved him. I'm grateful that he, him and mum set up a great living example for me around relationship. I'm grateful for my brother that he, you know, pursued his passion and was such a great, you know, horseman and, you know, his funeral was 1,500 people. I mean, you know, like it was like, wow, I'm grateful that he made such a great, uh, you know, so... I had to search for the things to be grateful for. And I, I don't know, I think that just flicked a switch in me uh, from that day about just finding something every day to be grateful for. Yeah. And yeah, that's, um, that's really yeah. powerful. I mean, it's one of those things that gets thrown around a lot uh, in terms of, and everyone sort of understands, yeah, we should be grateful, but it's hard in moments of adversity sometimes to yeah. find that gratefulness. Yeah. One thing that I've, one common theme that I've really seen in the last, um, couple of weeks since doing these interviews is every single person that I have interviewed who's gone on to do great things uh, and have a great impact, the biggest adversity that they ever faced in their life was their biggest advantage. Yes. And that has just come up time and time again. And I think that's a really uh, powerful lens to have at the moment because there's a lot of people that are going to face some adversity over the next 12 months, probably both of us included in terms of business yeah. and things like that. Yeah. But yeah. if you can find um, strength in the struggle, you know, that perspective is everything because it means that you can take the appropriate steps to find good stuff in it. So, yeah, that, that, that's really powerful. How, how about um, from a from a passion? What does it mean to you to live a passionate life and to, to pursue your passion? Because passion is one of these things that's thrown around a lot and find your passion is, is a, yeah. a phrase that is very common nowadays, but I know that a lot of people are hamstrung by that as well. Yeah. What, is, what does living a passionate life mean to you? And, and talk to that for a moment. If you uh, well, let, let's put passion into perspective. So you're right, everybody, oh, just, you know, go and live your passion. You know, gee, I wrote a book about that. So, so let me put it into perspective. Firstly, passion fits into two categories. 
Um, you either go and do the things you love to do and you earn an income from it, or you go and earn an income so you can go and do the things you love to do. Now, the challenge is, is that most people, uh, it's neither either, Jamie. So they exist and they endure, they don't enjoy. Mm. And so, you know, firstly, you've got to work out where you want to be. Secondly, Jamie, if you said to me, Keith, you could never, ever use the word passion ever again. It's banned. You can't use it. Or too easy. I'd change all my books to energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd change the word to energy, and I'll tell you the reason why. Um, how do you know when you're hanging around negative people? Easy. You feel a lot better after you left them. Yeah. yeah. And so well, why is that? Because they've got poor energy. Yeah. And so you want to be the person that's got great energy. Third piece of the puzzle is that your life is made up of four parts. There are things that you love to do. There are things you like to do. There are things that you have to do, and there's things you hate to do. Now, what I can tell you is that if you don't have anything in the category of like to do and love to do, then and, and your life is all about doing the things that you hate to do and have to do, let me give you a highly technical term, your life's crap. <laughs> and, and so this is about making sure that you understand that passion is just about doing the things that you love to do. And don't you deserve that? No, 100%. So that's so, it. Sorry, yeah. carry on. No, no, no. I was just going to say it. And so... So the, 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 the challenge that people have is they go, well, I don't know what my – the next thing is um, I, I get that, Keith, but I don't know what my passion is. Well, well, firstly, you do. I just haven't asked you enough questions. And, mm. you know, once again, on, on my website, keithabraham.com uh, forward slash free dash resources, I think that's it, look up the menu, <laughs> um, it is, you know, there's, uh, there's a whole uh, about 10 questions that you should be asking yourself to clarify your passion. See, that, that's – you know, it's a cop-out when people say, I don't know what my passion is. Yeah, yes, you do. I just need to ask you enough questions. Yeah, that's right. And the energy side of it's a huge indicator, right? It's like if you yeah. go away, if you feel more energized after doing something, you're clearly quite passionate about that because yeah. I think people too often frame passion as a thing rather than as an emotion or as a feeling. Yeah. And that's, that's where it gets confusing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talk about... Um, Let's talk about the power of momentum because the, that's something that's covered in this book as well. Um, yeah. And I feel like that is the secret ingredient to success in general, to being happy, to getting ahead, but it's something that many people struggle to ever get. Um, we sit and we analyse things too much, we overthink, uh, and we don't take action because we sit and we try and be perfect. How can, what are the steps that someone can take to get momentum outside of just saying, just jump in and do it? Like, Talk about the concept of momentum and how important that is. Yeah, absolutely. So let's wind it back a little bit, Jamie. You know, like to create momentum, um, you know, it's about taking the first step. And, and what tends to happen is people get stuck in, you know, stuck by procrastination. Let me, uh, let me grab this book for a tick. So, you know, this, this is my last book, which is Focus, uh, which is Four Easy Steps to Beating Procrastination Forever. Because what's the uh, what's the antidote to procrastination? Focus, and so how do you create focus? Well, you have to you have to create uh, momentum, and so momentum is about taking the first step. If you want to, let, let me tell you, you don't even have to buy the book. Let me tell you the secret for for being procrastination forever. Take the first step. Take the first step. A good plan implemented today is better than a perfect plan implemented tomorrow. Your goal is not to get it going. Your goal is to uh, your goal is not to about getting it right. Your goal is just about getting it going. And so, so the first piece of the puzzle around creating momentum is forget about the tenth, the the the, the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth step. Just focus on the first one because once you've taken the first step, you're more inclined to take the next one and the next one. And so this is about making sure that you are, you know, in that process of just taking action. Little things, James, little things. Little things done consistently is better than one big thing done inconsistently. And little things are the things that enhance our self-confidence. What's the greatest robber of self-esteem? Procrastination. What's the greatest enhancer? Self-discipline. Yeah, nice. It's the self-discipline to take that first step. 
And that creates momentum. And let me tell you, with momentum, I can do anything. I can achieve anything. Uh, will I be the first one there? No, 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 no. I'll, I'll be, I'll be the person who, you know, I'll be the person who will cross the finish line. But I, I won't be the first, and I won't have given up. You know, I've been doing this for twenty-four years, Jane. People say to me, "How have you remained relevant? How have you, you know, still had, you know, a hundred bookings a year doing what you do? You know, like." You know, I'm. You know, I've got this. You know, a whole stack of this grey hair, or what my barber calls platinum white. Um, <laughs> you know, I've I've got this whole stack of grey hair. But people go, I'm still busier than you know. You know, the, I'm as busy as what I was 24, 23 years ago. And it's because I've just been, I've implemented consistently, and I've uh, reinvented relentlessly. Mm, yeah. What what is speaking for you? That's obviously a huge passion of yours and yes. uh, a big part of your life. What is it about speaking that gets oh, you? Simple. I make a difference in people's lives. Yeah. I, I make a positive, impactful uh, difference in people's lives. Every time I write something, every time I create something, every time I stand up in front of a, a video camera, do a webinar or a a podcast or a vlog, uh, every time I stand on stage, uh, I just truly believe I make a positive difference in people's lives and I've got to tell you that makes my heart sing. Yeah, it's probably one of the most powerful phrases you can ever put out there is, you know, when you're coming from a place of service and you're driven to impact people, there's an energy about that that is just undeniable, isn't there? Yeah, it is. And that even goes back to what you were saying now in terms of finding purpose in the next 30 days for people is you hit the nail on the head where you said, I, I didn't go out and sell, I didn't do any of that. I just literally no. focused on how I could go and serve people, clients, yeah. people who don't know about me. I mean, you're giving up your time to jump on this podcast and share your message right now. So sure. I think that's a huge thing for people as well is if you can be of service right now, you're going to feel, uh, you're going to feel pretty good. But on the back end of that comes some good stuff as well. Just, um, you know, I, I just have the thought I'm just going to make deposits in people's emotional bank account. One of my clients, Audi, uh, the car company, um, you know, I've done one, one conference for them, met the CEO in a hallway and, you know, shook his hand and, and um, connected with him on LinkedIn. I sent him a message, uh, a text message um, as we, you know, ev- everything was happening with COVID-19 and, and I said, look, you know, your industry is probably having a big impact, you know, this is having a big impact on your industry, more importantly, your people and your just, you know, dealers, etc. If there's anything I can do for you, um, free of charge, happy to jump on a webinar, happy to, uh, you know, happy to share an audio book with all your people, um, you know, here are five or six different things I can do for you. And I got a lovely email back from him just saying, um, we're okay at the moment, Keith but I think we're going to need something further down the track. Mm. And you just went to the top of our list. Mm. Uh, you went to the top of our list because everybody else is trying to sell us something uh, and you just were here, you know, you were here of service. And that means a lot to us and, and uh, you just made a, a huge deposit in our, in our emotional bank account. And I thought, you know, that was the, the attention was just to be of service. But, um, you know, we all the things we do now in, in challenging times will uh, will define us when things are better. That's right. And there's a big lesson in doing business there anyway, right, is lead with value up front and lead with service and the rest takes care of itself. Yeah. <laughs> Talk. What about from an organisational? I know that you do a lot of stuff within organisations, um, you yeah. know, in terms of helping people in terms of their performance and organisations in terms of their performance. Talk about that because right now uh, anyone who's managing staff and managing numbers is having a tough time connecting and communicating with people. Obviously, we don't have yeah. people in person right now. Yeah. How, how do people, how should people be dealing with that and how important is it to, or how, what are some steps that people can take to ensure that their staff are putting, you know, the right steps in place to be passionate and to, to I don't mm. know, to be happy at the moment so that they are productive and, and doing good in their work as well? Yeah, look, the, the focus of my business uh, has been for a number of years now and is still exactly the same right now and even more so during this time, these times uh, is three things. Uh, in, engage, develop, grow. Engage your people so you create energised, enthused and empowered uh, team members. 
Um, the second is de- develop your people for uh, develop your leaders for this new world, uh, this new norm, and this new world of doing business. Mm. You can't apply an old uh, an old thinking or old solutions uh, to a new problem. And so it's just shifting their mindset to get them thinking a bit differently. We're running currently running a leadership program in the UK for sixty senior leaders uh, for uh, Mercer and. Um, and it's a 12-month program. But out of that program will be, uh, even with COVID-19 and the, the amount of lockdown they've had, they're still going to grow their business purely and simply because these people are, are focused on their own uh, their own uh, development. Mm. And so that leads to the third part is how do I grow my business in great times, challenging times, crowded marketplace times, and there's always opportunity. And we've got a few different formulas on how we get people to grow their business through not only a, a client connection, but how do they, as we spoke about before, how do we create massive momentum through taking the right types of actions? Mm. So, you know, the real challenge at the moment in engaging people, uh, Jamie, is that they just, you know, it's, 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 they have to have a reframe. It's not about communication. It's about connection. And so to have a connection, there's a number of different strategies that people need to put in play. And those strategies relate to things like, um, you know, how I turn up for my Zoom calls. You know, you know, have I taken the time to even just an an attention to detail to learn how best to use this bit bit of software? How do I engage people on there? What are the different quality of questions I need to ask people to create a connection, not just communication? Because let's face it, if you were a poor communicator when you were face-to-face with your team, you are crappy now because I, I, I can't actually read the, the environment. I can't get a sense because I'm not in the same room. And does this take more energy? Yes, it takes more energy. So you have to be really switched on as part of that process. So I would, uh, I'd, I'd really, you know, just if you're a leader uh, in engaging people, you've got to help them to have a vision for the future. You've got to paint a brightness in the future. Um, your people need to have some sort of certainty in your life. Yeah, okay, I can't give them that certainty. Now you can. You can just talk about what we're going to do this month. Mm. And we're not going to get too far ahead of ourselves. We're just going to talk about what we can do in the next 30 days and, and get them focused on doing those proactive things. When, when I am focused on me, I've got all the problems in the world. When I take the focus off me and start reaching out and connecting with clients, all of a sudden my dynamics and my mindset starts to shift. Or when I start working on projects, I'll, I'll make one final point on this with, with leaders as well. If you get to the end of this, um, the challenge we're having, COVID-19, you get to the end of this and, and you know, we're now into a new norm, a new new world of doing business. Um, and that will happen, by the way. It's not going to go back to the same. I'm not talking about restrictions now. I'm just talking about the amount of companies who will say, well, well why do we need why do we need three floors in CBD Auckland, yeah. um, you know, for our office? And there'll be employees who will say, you know what? I actually, I don't, I want to, I don't want to do the, the two hour commute every day. I, I want, you know, I want to take my kids to that walk at four o'clock in the afternoon and come back and work then through till six and tidy up the emails. I want to, you know, there'll, there'll be people who will change jobs because they have this massive amount of flexibility. And that whole, that whole scenario, Jamie, around, around, oh no, you have to move to Wellington. No, you have to move to Sydney for this role. Who said? Mm-hmm. You know, that will be the pushback. Um, so let me just come uh, draw that conversation back to what people can do. So if you're a leader in the business and you know there's things that you need to fix, improve, modify, enhance, develop, create, and you get to the end of this uh, environment and your business starts taking off and you haven't addressed all of those things, I, I reckon you missed the opportunity. Mm. I am work. I am busier now than ever before because I am pulling this lever of learning this virtual world. Secondly, I'm what's I'm pulling the lever of in implementing these projects 
so I can be competitive and have a competitive advantage in that virtual world. And third lever I'm pulling is making sure that all those projects and products and, and offerings that I've always thought about creating, that I get that done. So when we get out of here, I can just be serving and I can just be creating uh, content for that moment. And so that's the opportunity for leaders right now. Yeah, that's right. That's so true. I mean, it's it's been one of the most phenomenal times to reset. Like what you said about being more busy now than uh, than even prior. Oh, yeah. like, I resonate with that because it's just been one of those times where we doubled down on our clients and did the same thing and just went and poured as much in and just tried to solve as many problems for them. Basically, I said to my partner, we run a business together, and I just said, we want people this week, you know, in the first week when it dropped, to feel like we were the most valuable person in their life. Yes. You know? And, and that was sort of Very the approach good. we had. And so we just went, how can we, on Sunday night when they hop into bed, go, oh, thank God Jamie and Steph were there, you know. <laughs> and and we did everything from there. But it's been such an amazing opportunity to reset and look at, you know, things that were wrong that haven't been working that you haven't had the time to focus on. And so hopefully people out there are doing that. But I commend you for doing that because you're, you know, so much of your business is person-to-person events and in-person stuff. And so, you know, to it's been a real spanner for you, except the way that you've uh, you've approached it is that it's been a huge opportunity for you. But here's, here's the exciting part, John. Here's the exciting part for me. You know, in the last three weeks, I've presented in six countries to more than 11,000 people, delivered 24 uh, webinars, and, 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 you know, had this massive amount of reach. You know, I was in Alaska last week. You know, I'm with you in New Zealand. Later in the week, I'm going to be uh, back in New Zealand again with some financial advisors. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to lap the country try- uh, I'm, uh, tonight. I'm into uh, the UK and Ireland with a group of accountants. You know, so uh, uh, the, the ability and the reach you can have now is so much more uh, it is so much more applicable. It, it's like it's not a pipe dream. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely the new norm. Yeah, one of the guys I interviewed a couple of weeks ago, his name's uh, Dave Latelli. He runs the Butterbee Motivation Group here in uh, New Zealand. Um, um, phenomenal guy, amazing leader, but they do in-person boot camps. And, you know, he was getting about 2,000 people a week coming through. And he shut down early and pivoted and just was a really decisive leader in those moments. And in the first week, he went from reaching 2,000 people in his boot camps to training over 100,000 people. <laughs> You know, just because he Amazing. was the first guy, he just went and poured in and just made decisive action and pivoted and just saw the opportunity yeah. went up. Good on him. Beautiful. Incredible. Hey, what lights you up outside of your work that you do and your, your passion for helping people? Yeah. What are some of your personal passions and what lights you up outside of work? Well, you know, I, I, I have a gr- – well, <laughs> that's a really good one. I have – I am driven and uh, by – and making sure that I'm the living example for my wife and my two daughters and providing them with a, a not only great insights but a great lifestyle as well. So I'm driven by that. So I'm pretty strong around family. I've been, uh, you know, Christine and I have been married for uh, 25, uh, well, no, it's longer than that. It's 27 years, I should say. We've known each other for for 28 and this year will be 27 years. So, Congratulations. You know, so, you know, we've, we've been together for a long time. And Kristen's also been my business partner for all that time. So we've worked side by side uh, for all that period of time. Um, so that's that's pretty important. Um, family is obviously, you know, the same as everyone. I'm really passionate about my family. The other thing, mate, uh, I do is I, I sometimes uh, have a bit, play a bit of golf with a couple of mates of mine. Um, I, I don't, have a handicap or I don't belong to a club, but I just, you know, you know, hang out with those guys. Uh, I'm really uh, passionate about, uh, I have a mastermind group with about five other speakers that I connect with at the moment every fortnight, but normally every quarter. And uh, really passionate about the friendship and the love that I have for those, um, you know, uh, for those who have become great uh, friends and, and colleagues. Um, and, you know, a, a Apart from that, mate, I, I, I love to uh, I love to just uh, hang out and watch some great um, great movies and and read some great books. So um, that's what I, I love to tinker with as well. So um, that's been really cool. I've been uh, pretty passionate about photography, yeah, um, and yeah. um, just so like, getting back into to, to that swing of things. Nothing more than uh, the ability to travel and 
and take photos, which is just a, a really great way to be. Um, it's my only ability to be an artist. And so, you know, I love that, you know, so I can't sing, I can't dance, so I can take a half decent <laughs> photo. So, um, yeah, so that that's me. Let, let's talk about, because um, I think in, in the book, you, t- you obviously we go through the 100 list and, uh, yes. you know, when I first heard that concept, I was like, oh, wow, that makes so much sense. I can just list all the things I want to do in my life and start ticking them off. That's, that's the best yeah. best advice and best strategy ever. And it's funny because uh, when you said you were going to do the interview, I actually I would have written the first one probably six or seven years ago. And then as you do, you sort of put it away somewhere. And, yeah. and I just reflected on it. And I went, shit, there's so many of those things that I've gone and done, even if I haven't consciously really gone after them, you know, like even to, to doing this podcast. Um. How important is new and novel things in people's lives? Because I feel like a lot of people have the same routine day in, day out, and they just they go to work and they do the same thing, and then they come home and they have the same interactions, and yeah. things get stale. What? How important is novelty? Because that when I wrote down that hundred list for the first time, I remember getting to the end of the list and just being so energized because there was all mm. this new and novel stuff that I was going to take on. Can you talk yeah. to that for a moment? Yeah, sure. You, you've got to have something, Jamie. You've got to have something to look forward to. And so, you know, once again, you know, you, you, you want to move away from the stuff that you don't want and you want to move to the stuff that you do want. And so really important that you've got something to look forward to. That's why the list is so powerful, you know. And, and for those people who go, oh, I, don't, oh, I can never write down 100. Yeah, I can get anyone to 100. Yeah. Oh, you just got to, you just got to answer the 25 questions. And, and, you know, and if you do the math, it's four answers per question, that's your 100. But Let's be realistic. I get that some of the questions you won't write anything in and other and other questions you'll write 10 things in. So people can get to 100 really easily. And why is that so important? Because here's the statistics that we've done over 17 years of measuring this, is that if you send me your list of 100 goals and I hold on to it for three years and send it back to you, let me tell you the average number that people have achieved are 42. Wow. If you leave with me for two more years, it goes up to 71. So, you know, it's it, – and let me let me ask you this question, Jamie, and everybody listening to this, do you think your life might change? If you achieve 42 things that are big, small, indifferent, everything in between in the next three years, do you think you might, you know, become better? Do you think, Absolutely. you know, as you achieve one goal, a door will open up there that was never there before, an opportunity presents itself that was – never there before, all of a sudden in front of you, purely and simply because you have momentum and you're moving towards what you want and moving away from what you don't want. So to have that. So the question you said to me about how do people stop, you know, getting a little stale in their life is having something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's Groundhog Day. And that's what people are struggling with at the moment. Weekends seem the same. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like this Groundhog, you know, this Groundhog Day. A friend of mine said, you know, she's very funny. She said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a social experiment and watch that movie with Bill Murray and the Groundhog Day every day for the next seven days and see if, see if it's any different than my life at the moment. <laughs> and you sort of go, well, it's probably not, but that's the thing. That's why you've got to put some variety in there. That's why you've got to, you know, definitely feel like you are moving towards what it is that's really important to you. And the reason why most people... Uh, become stuck, stale, stagnant, stalled is is because they just don't have anything to look forward to apart from the weekend and bureau clock. And so you've got to have more than that. Yeah, that's right. What's your relationship to fear? Um, people, you know, you write down these goals and these things that you want and then the number one thing that stops people getting after it and achieving them is, is the fear, whether it's yeah. fear of failure, fear of looking stupid, whatever it is. What's your relationship to fear? Um, oh, I definitely have it. I mean, you know, I think when I when all this hit, you know, the fear of going, you know, how do I, how do I, you know, how do I do this? You know, if you said to me, you know, seven or eight months ago, I want you to do virtual presentations, why would you want me to do that? I'll just get on a plane and come to you. I mean, that's that's easy. Um, you know, I'm so much better uh, in in person, and what, so the fear of of moving out of that and going, okay, so how would I be as good, if not better, virtual than I am in person? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you go through, you, 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 all you have to do with fear is you just have to face it. 
And and all of a sudden, there's that lovely African proverb, you know, you know, if you face if you face the lion on its pathway, it will dissipate. And so, if you face the fear, it will disappear. And and see the other the, what you got to understand about fear is whether it's fear of missing out, fear of change, whether it's fear of of lack. Um, you know, you're either going to be um, focused on um, the fear, or you're going to be focused on love and opportunity. And so this is when I when I look at all the things that I might be fearful about, I start to sort of say, where's the opportunity that's on the other side of that if I just push through it? Mm. And so, you know, you, I, you have to make the choice on whether you want to be fearful or whether you want to be, um, you know, uh, you know the, obviously filled with joy and love to be able to take advantage or capitalise on what the opportunity is on the beyond it. And once you see what's beyond it, you'll push through it. Um, you'll push through that that challenge. That comes back to that when the why is strong enough as well, doesn't it? Because uh, if one thing, what are the steps? Like, what's your advice on finding your why? Because again, this is another one of those topics that's banged around a lot. Uh, you need to find a why, and I think everyone kind of appreciates that. But actually, I've, I, in my personal experience, feel like. A lot of the time, people's whys are the whys that they think other people want them to have and not yeah. the real ones for themselves. How do people go about really discovering why? I, th- I think that ask ask really good questions. And once again, you know, without plugging, you know, um, website and stuff like that, you know, this is not the first time I've ever heard this question, Jamie. So I wrote about 12 questions on the 12 questions you need to ask yourself to find your, your purpose, which is your why. Yep. And, and understand this, I think you've got to take the pressure off yourself and you're right. A lot of people are looking for, I need to come up with this really sexy purpose. Everyone goes, wow, that's so amazing. You know, here's my, you know, here's my purpose, really simple. I want to make a difference in people's lives through, you know, professionally, my purpose is I want to make a difference in people's lives through everything I write, say and create. And, prof- and personally, my purpose is to be the living example uh, and to be a great provider for my wife and my two daughters. That's it. Is it going to is it going to change the world? No, but it will change my world. Mm. It'll change my world. And okay. so the ability to to you know look and there's other people there that are that their purpose at the moment is to find a vaccine for uh, COVID nineteen. You know, and that's their purpose, and and that's fantastic. And we wish them well, and 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 you know all power to them. Uh, but I think what happens is people get a bit too wound up that they've got to have something that's so sexy and so you know so Instagrammable <laughs> that that it's like you know hey listen you know I, you know if I at the end of my day uh, and I'm laying there or, or you know and I sort of go I've lived a really great life I've made a difference in people's lives I've loved well and, and of what's saying, I've created a great lifestyle and a great set of char- characteristics and values in my children, and that will be my legacy. And you've got to understand that the question you want to ask yourself is, what are you doing now that creates a legacy that'll be um, that'll be bigger than you, that'll be outside of you, and that will live on after you? Mm. Yeah, nice, powerful. A lot of everything that you say across the board comes back to a high, having a, a decent level of self-awareness. Yeah. And you are someone who is obviously very self-aware, um, whether that's something that you've developed over time or something that you've always had. How do people become, how do people get that awareness? Oh, I haven't had it all my life, um, so we better put that into perspective. <laughs> it's definitely learnt for me. Um, and, and you know what it is? It's having great mentors. So, you, you know, it's, it's having great mentors around me that has shaped my thinking. Um, you know, still today, I, I spoke to my mentor yesterday who's in the States. Uh, I got a phone call with a guy that I talk to once a week who's a great, um, inspiration in me. Um, so I, I'm doing those things. You know, you asked about routines before. You know, I'm, I'm reading books. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm, you know, I sat on a webinar this morning as a participant around how to, you know, how to do virtual better. You know, so I'm I'm in this learning in this learner's mindset all the time, and and that gives you a whole lot more self awareness. You know, once a quarter, I I see this lady and I have a great chat with her just about you know life, the universe, and 
and what I need to change and adjust. And, and of course, for me, it's, it's when you're connecting with so many different people that are helping you on the journey, and, and I'm humble enough to say I don't have all the answers. I'm humble enough to say that, you know, help me. You know, uh, I, I want to sit at the feet of the masters and say, show me, teach me, help me. And when you're doing that, um, I honestly believe your self-awareness uh, lifts significantly and and you start having more meaningful conversations. And this is the key. It's about having more meaningful conversations with people who matter mm-hmm. and, and those things, and that gives you that awareness. Good, great question, by the way, Jay. But you know that's how I've created self-awareness, and and you know it's it's the ability to stop and to reflect as well. Could I have done that better? You know, what would I've? You know, let, let's not repeat. You know, let's not repeat. You know, mistakes in the past. You know that those types of things. You know, let's let's keep on doing those things that made us successful. Let's do more of that, mm-hmm. and um, and that that significantly has an impact on your awareness. Do you have any advice on uh, how to, I completely agree with you about the mentorship thing and having people who, sitting at the, the feet of people who have gone before you and done great things. And, yeah. you know, there's so much to be said from soaking in other people's wisdom, which is the point of this podcast <laughs> in its entirety. Um, but it's, it's often, it's hard to reach out to people. It's sometimes depending on your situation, it's hard to find the right people around you. Do you have any advice for people who feel like they don't have those people in their lives at the moment? Um, how, how do yeah. you go about building that mentorship around you? Um, well, for me, it's it's just people you you know you meet on the journey that impress you and inspire you, and and you ask them the question, you know, can I stay in touch with you? You know, can I catch up with you when we can get back to having real coffee with uh, with people and not virtual <laughs> ones? Um, you know, can I catch up with you and buy you a coffee? I, I'd love to understand, you know, your philosophy. I'd love to understand how you. How you've gone and achieved what you've achieved, and you know, every time I've asked that question, I, you know, people have, have given me the time, and then I've just asked the next question: Could we make this? Can I, you know, can I make this a regular occurrence? Can I catch up with you each quarter? And so, you know, my mentor in the states, I, I, he was speaking on the same program as me, and um, he saw me speak. I saw him speak. Um, he's twelve years older than me. And but he's me in twelve years' time, and so I, I just sort of thought, geez, that isn't he a good role model to follow? Mm-hmm. But both from a business person and from a family person, isn't he a good role model to follow? Mm-hmm. And I just, um, and you know, just stayed, said, can I connect with you whenever you're in Australia? Can I, you know, can I catch up with you once a month? And and we have this wonderful conversation. And you know, um, some, you know, sometimes it's about. Uh, for me, it's uh, I always ask him questions about business because he's already he's blazed the pathway in front of me. Yeah, right. So it's 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 you know getting over yourself and asking for assistance. That that's the biggest thing. Ego, you know, yeah. ego is the one, the main thing. It's not there's always people out there that are happy to help, but you've got to get over your ego to say, oh, you know, you know, what if they, uh, you know, what if the facade of me not being perfect. Is exposed. Well, guess what? We already know that you're not perfect. So get over yourself. Build a bridge and get over it. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think that was a lesson I learned after my first business failure. Um, was just that how much of a role ego played in that in terms of not yeah. wanting to be vulnerable and pretending like you had all the answers when clearly yeah. none of us do. <laughs> no, no, hundred percent, mate. If you could uh, recall three, if you were to be remembered for three bits of life advice uh, going forward, all your books and everything had been eliminated, uh, yeah. you're speaking, no one had heard you speak or anything like that, but there was three truths or three bits of wisdom and life advice that you could uh, sort of hang your hat on, what would they be? Oh, I reckon the first one is, um, you know, follow your passion, you know. Find out what lights your fire up and follow that because that will always energise you, engage you and enthuse you. Um, the second is um, is focus on what counts, you know, absolutely fo- focus on what counts. And the, the quote there is you want to starve your distractions and feed your focus. And the third thing that I say to people is activity cures inactivity. Mm-hmm. So lots of people come to me and say, how do you – how do you always have your diary full? How do you, you know, how have you remained relevant, um, you know, for 24 years? How have you, 
you know, somebody paid me a lovely compliment. They said, my genius is that I am I'm the master at reinvention and implementation. And, um, and I, you know, I, I take that as a great compliment, but that really comes back to, you know, activity cures inactivity. Um, whenever anybody is struggling in my world, it's because they're not doing the activity. They're, you know, I, you know, when we're growing our business, I contact seven people every day. Mm. You know, I contact seven people every day. There's 35 people a week. Somebody, Jamie, I cannot be that crappy that somebody doesn't say yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. What about a failure? You, everyone's, you know, even you read your titles and, uh, you know, the accomplishments that you've had, the 20 plus years in business working with all these big companies, you know, <laughs> you've got a list of accolades, but there must be some failures behind that. Can you talk yeah. to, talk to some of your failures and the lessons that you've learned there? Oh, I think, um, I think applying wrong models, you know, wrong business models. You know, like I, I had a, you know, I had a team of about probably five or six people. Um, you know, had an office, and um, and it just wasn't the right model for for me. I am, I am, you know, I sort of um, invested a chunk of change in that, and it it did it just didn't work. And it was, I was trying to apply a wrong model, the wrong model. Um, to the right market, and so uh, really being conscious of that. I think the other thing is is um, to as much as I talk about implementation, um, I reckon some of my greatest phase is I've jumped in too soon. I've jumped in too quickly. Um, a lot of people, even through COVID nineteen, in my industry, have jumped in too quickly, and I've just um, you know, and, and I've got to tell you, you know, you talk about fear before. I've what same I've seen people jump in and I see them really and I think gee I should be getting into that and and it's no no just wait just wait because this thing hasn't totally the flower hasn't totally unfolded yet let's just wait and and for me that's been something I've learned through failure by jumping in way too quick making rash decisions and making decisions emotionally rather than logically. And yeah. so definitely, definitely you want to be emotional. Definitely you want to be engaged and passionate. But, but there is a time for let's, let's overlay that with some logic and see where it fits in. So um, that's definitely, you know, and there's been a number of times that I've, I've done that. Even, you know, even setting it, if I'm, you know, totally transparent, even setting up this studio, there's things that I go, oh, that was probably the wrong camera to buy. I reckon I jumped in too quick. I reckon I needed to do a bit more research. And, uh, and just, you know, Joe, I'm sort of, you know, even as, you know, even as early this morning, I was reassessing some things. I'm, yeah, I think that's been the wrong, <laughs> I think that was the wrong strategy. Yeah. So it's, it's recognizing it and changing it quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a key point there is recognize the, the, the pace of it. <laughs> if you yeah. can fail, fail fast is one thing that I learned pretty early on. And yes. uh, I probably ha- was too, some of the biggest mistakes I've made, I think, were trying to hang on to things too long. Uh, yeah. And that's where that ego and everything comes in as well. It is. Hey, where can people find out more about you? I know, obviously, uh, you've got your website, Keith Abraham. Um, yeah. there's, there's a truckload of resources on there, um, yeah. you know, all the downloads and worksheets and literally everything you sort of need to know about living a passionate life and, and finding some purpose. Uh, what yeah. about o- online across social media? Yeah. How do people track you down? Yeah, thanks, Jamie. Um, so keithabraham.com. Um, I'll tell you what to do when you go to keithabraham.com is sign up for my blog. I do a blog every week. Um, sometimes it's a video, sometimes it's short, sometimes it's a little bit longer. Uh, it's always relevant. We get great feedback, so do that. Uh, you can connect with me on any social media platform, um, Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn, uh, and it's you're looking for Keith Abraham CSP. And connect me on there, and uh, shoot me a shoot me a message and say, hey, listen, heard you on Jamie's podcast, and uh, and let's start a conversation, and and happy to answer any other questions or whatever you might have. But they're the best ways to connect with me. If you think you'd like a copy of that book, um, you can pretty well go to any decent bookstore and order it in. You can go to my website and we'll ship it to you. Uh, you can grab a copy of the Focus book. 
better point to it the right way. Uh, <laughs> you can grab a copy to the focus book. Um, and, uh, the, and the focus book uh, is in a, as an audio book as well. And, and also there's a book called B. And I wrote a goal-setting book for kids. So if you've got kids anywhere from 14 to 34, um, then this is a great book to get them setting their goals. And so I did that as an audio book as well as a, uh, uh, you know, as well as a normal book, uh, printed book, I should say. And so there's those couple of little uh, opportunities and products there as well. Yeah, cool. I highly recommend you do check it out. Like I've said, um, this book here is one that I got probably seven or eight years ago and it's one that I always refer back to. It's There's something about it that just when I read it, I feel good, I feel in control. Uh, and, you know, I've got stacks Lovely. of books. I'm, a, I'm a, someone who likes to try and grow and read and develop and uh, this is definitely sort of in my top three or four that I come back to. So, Fantastic. What final question for you, Keith? What does it mean to have lived life to the fullest for you? Yeah, good question. Um, I, I think I will have. Um, I think I will have had uh, an impact, a, a positive impact on on people's lives um, through my ideas and insights, information and inspiration. Um, I think from a, a family point of view and a friend's point of view that uh, people will know that I have uh, lived well and loved well and, uh, and more importantly, that I've uh, learnt well along the way. And that whole piece around being a living example uh, will be a testimony to that. Fantastic. Guys, it's Keith Abraham. Keith, I just want to acknowledge you and thank you for your time. Like I've said uh, repeated times in this interview already, your book had a huge impact on me and will continue to have a huge impact on me. Thanks, Jamie. I just really acknowledge your um, willingness to get out there and serve people first and foremost. I think your message about living a passionate life, uh, dreaming, doing, being in action uh, is one of the most powerful things that people can take on board. Uh, And I just really appreciate your time uh, spent with me today. So thank you. Thanks, buddy, and thanks for all the great work you're doing, mate, and, and just adding value to people's lives. You know, the, I just think there's no nobler cause than to add unprecedented value to people's lives, and, uh, and you're the living example of that. So thank you for doing that. Thank you. I appreciate that. So there you have it, guys, another episode down. I hope that inspired you and added value to your life in some way. Uh, If you're finding value in the content, all I ask is that you do me a favor, share it out with your network or even leave a review on the podcast. And uh, if you haven't already, subscribe so that I can notify you when new episodes go live each week. I hope you have an awesome day today and I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode.